Welcome to the P3 Podcast. The Pro Doctors Performance Podcast is the place to be if you're interested in topics such as mindset, coaching, personal development, elite performance, and leadership development. We've got a superstar today. An absolute Who's that? Legend. Of- Nobody knows. <laughs> it's a top secret. It's a top secret. Nobody's supposed to know. Oh, man. What's he getting yeah. in? Yeah, what's he getting in? He's behind you. Hey. <laughs> um, how are we, my man? You all good? Making the most of this quarantine to the best of my ability. Uh, keeping up my training, staying positive, and it's really nice to be around my family. So I think there's always positives you can take from any situation. So yeah, I'm great. <laughs> nah, and I think you know, I haven't spoke to you earlier on this morning. I think that's that's a key key attribute that all 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 successful people have, isn't it? It's making the most of the situation. So how are you getting on with you know? We, we see your bits on Instagram, etc. But how are you getting on with your training? Are you you still digging it? Are you in with it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I think um, you have to be sensible. Um, right now, uh, there's no um, uh, fights on the, uh, booked anywhere. There's nothing on the horizon. We're not sure what's going on. So uh, I'm, I'm not, um, you know, driving at 10,000 miles an hour uh, with my physical training, but there's many other things um, um, that you can do, you know, watching fights, um, uh, studying uh, opponents, which don't really require any, um, or if any physical exertion, it just requires focus. So that's what I, I would say. I'm just trying to keep the same focus, uh, but maybe um, using the time also to allow uh, my body to have the rest that it needed, allow me to get over some old injuries all, all the while, uh, keeping up my training, keep my keep my fitness up. So yeah, still training very intelligently, but um, it's the focus that you have to maintain uh, throughout this Olympic cycle. Well, this extended Olympic cycle that we're in now. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's the consistency of that focus, isn't it, that's going to pay dividends. So, you know, doing that research and the mental preparation and understanding your, your, your potential uh, competition inside and out good, is going to pay dividends at some point. Absolutely, absolutely. I think consistency is probably the most key principle uh, for success, um, not just in sports, but I think in any field. Uh, I think certainly, uh, you know, I've come across... Um, a lot of athletes and I've been able to learn a lot of lessons over the years uh, by watching others. Uh, some people are great for a season. Some people are great for half a cycle, but very, very few athletes are consistently great time after time and after time. And that's something that I uh, aspire. Um, uh, I'm always uh, aspiring to be better at is to uh, be as consistent as possible because um, winning once is amazing, but there's nothing like winning twice. And three times, and four times, and five times. So, um, but that consistent winning can only come from consistent uh, focus. Um, uh, and like I said, it doesn't necessarily have to be um, physical pushing to the wall every session. Uh, with what we know about sports science and sport technology now, uh, we know that's a good way to break down the body, especially in fight sports. Um, you know, uh, there's so much out there about concussion and whatnot now. Uh, in all contact sports. So um, uh, being sensible around that and using the time intelligent around that. But like I said, that focus has to remain the same. Uh, I think consistency when it comes to focus is um, probably, if there is a secret, that's it. (laughs) So you can start the interview now. (laughs) Full full stop. See you later. (laughs) Absolutely. absolutely. I'm not saying it's easy, but it's very simple, really. 
Yeah, and I think sometimes you've got to pace yourself as well, you know, where, you know, we talk about motivation sometimes where some people are really motivated after, after some bad news, after a defeat, you know, and, you know, they, they lose at that moment and they're straight in the gym a minute later and they do four, six hours and then, they, and then two weeks later they're just burnt out emotionally and physically. And I think you've got to have that presence of mind to understand your, your strengths and your weaknesses from a psychological perspective as well. Um, so tell us, tell us a little bit what works for you then. What, what, what's the inner, inner, inner voice like of you? <laughs> you know what? Um, I would say that one of the number one principles for me is um, uh, being positive. You know, so I, I think for people, aspire, uh, athletes or anyone that wants to maybe better themselves, that inner voice, um, uh, you should be saying good things to yourself. I mean, uh, I, I think as a teenager, I remember just, I wouldn't say coming to the realization, but really uh, meditating and thinking on the thought. But I, I used to think, hold on, if um, uh, there's there's so many billion people in the world, and if all of them uh, are gonna doubt me, then I should really be the one person that believes in myself. I mean, and ultimately, um, that's the only person that actually matters is you. So, um, uh, so yes. Uh, um, um, uh, I think that inner voice has to be positive. Um, you have to have that belief in yourself. But um, if you're kind of getting more into what strategies do I use um, uh, um, uh, when it comes to um, um, uh, performance from a psychological perspective, I like to be extremely open and honest with myself about any fears I might have about a situation, any anxieties. I don't like to leave anything... Um, um, uh, uh, too much uh, to chance um, uh, if I can help it. So uh, any, even if it's even if it's it can seem stupid. Like for example, one of my um, uh, what I would call stupid fears about when I first went to the Olympics. Um, I thought, hold on, the whole world's watching me. What if I get into the ring and I slip over and fall on my face? Then um, uh, I'll I'll be embarrassed and I won't be able to fight properly. Now that may sound foolish, and it probably is. Uh, but uh, just being able to write it down and being open and honest with myself about this is actually something I'm a little bit concerned about. But then once you see it, you can um, 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 think about it more on, on another level. Uh, you can uh, say, okay, if that does happen, here's what I'll do in that situation. And ultimately, it doesn't mean anything. Uh, if I fall on my face before I get uh, and embarrass myself, um, um, it'll all be forgotten after I win the fight. So just, um, um, uh, I think when you... Um, uh, don't do that even for the little things or to, it might be the big things um, against this specific opponent um, um, he's very good with this counter so that puts fear in my mind that when I go with this kick even though it's usually one of my best kicks he's, a, he's an excellent counter fighter and uh, I might be leaving myself open which um, uh, ironically gives your opponent the best chance of getting a counter because you're then not committing 100% so um, um, uh, just to kind of break it down uh, for people who, um, um, when you're in a situation uh, against a counter fighter, a, to give him the best chance, you really want to, uh, uh, if you hesitate or if you don't fully commit 100%, that's when you're going to get countered most of the time. So um, really just have to kind of rein it all in, uh, almost think of every conceivable situation. And um, this, this is a, it's not, it's not a short process. It can be a long process. Everything that could happen, I think about each one. And obviously I speak to a sports psychologist. I speak to my coach. I would get it to a stage where 
um, how I, where everybody is on the same page. So everything that I can control, everything that's in my control, I prepare for. And I think um, that's when people uh, or athletes, I should focus on, get anxiety or suffer from lack of focus is when they, uh, they, ha- um, they focus, their focus is on the things that are not in their control. So I believe focusing on what you can control, then you give a power to yourself. So for once the power is in your hand, you now feel, okay, here's what I'll do in this situation. Here's what I can do. And the mindset changes to more, um, uh, here's what I can do rather than here's what I can't do because you're too busy focusing on all the external forces. So, uh, you know, really my strategy is very simple. It's, um, I just, uh, really focus on myself and just take it step by step. So it's, um, um, I wouldn't say it's an easy process because some of those things like I mentioned, um, I don't think, especially maybe in a lot of the combat sports, um, your your natural instinct is to be open and honest about maybe even uh, silly thoughts or fears, especially when you're a fighter, you're supposed to be the biggest, baddest man on the planet. So um, uh, being honest about saying, you know what, when I get in this situation, I don't like it because, uh, you know, because this and this could happen. I don't want that to happen. Um, if you're in a situation like that, I found that the best policy is just to be completely honest, uh, with yourself first, then ideally honest with someone that you trust, like a sports psychologist or a professional, then, um, the levels you can take your mind to where you can keep leveling up. Um, um, yeah. So, um, uh, that, that's the, I guess the foundation of the basic process, which has, um, uh, been able to give me what I believe is a mental edge. And I always say the mental edge is the most important edge because the physicality, you, you get to a point at an uh, Olympics in my sport where you've got 16 men in the category. So physically, um, not much separates us. We can all kick and punch in you know, our Olympic level, let's face it. So it's the person who has the best mental edge who is going to uh, weather the storm, uh, survive, um, uh, the pressure of the situation and thrive, uh, when others kind of go into themselves. So, um, in my experience, uh, that's been the best process for me. Um, and that's how I've been able to level up and, um, uh, and keep having more and more success and more to come, hopefully. No, uh, more to come. Yeah. Not hopefully. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, <amazing>. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you'll make it happen eh? because because you're doing everything Absolutely. you possibly can and, and to be honest with you there was so much in there you talked around there that i, I, I know i know yeah honest. sorry if it, no, i went to, no <laughs> no it's brilliant because you know you were talking about certain things you were talking about being brutally honest with yourself you know being open and honest with your teammates and your coaches and i was thinking about that importance of the relationship with your coach you know your technical mm. coach your psychologist coach and you were talking about you know being committed to your goals committed to your game plan because you've mm-hmm. thought it through. And also, you know, from a business perspective, you're talking about risk management in there in terms of, well, you know, I've got a little seed, seed of doubt in my mind that if I slipped over, then that's going to be quite embarrassing. If you don't mm. deal with that, if you don't talk about that, you're actually increasing your chances of it happening. 100%. 100%. And um, unfortunately, I learned that the hard way by actually getting hit. And I thought, you know what? I don't want to get hit in the head no more. Let me deal with this. <laughs> So, so um, that's the good thing about fighting. Um, you quickly pay for your mistakes and uh, mistakes hurt. So you want to keep leveling up so it doesn't happen again and again. And one thing you mentioned there, which I really liked, was the relationship 
um, with uh, I have with my coach and my sport psychologist. And here's one thing I'll say: every um, successful athlete I've met in the circles I've been in, um, one thing they all have in common: they use the team around them. They um, or they create a team around them because um, I think sometimes people get confused with like. You know, the answer is you and you have to you know, focus inwardly and deal with you um, that you think it's all about you. And in a weird way it is, but you have to um, have other people to help you along the way. Um, you know, mo- the goals that are worth setting are really, really hard. So you need help. And for me, the best athletes I've seen consistently, they, you know, whether it's the sports psychologist, their coach, performance analysis, nutrition, a performance director, team manager, um, your um, recovery protocols. So there's so many different aspects in which requires a lot of people. And uh, when you can kind of draw from all that expertise, your ability to go far, you know, is is basically unlimited. If you have the right people around you, and you know, create the right team around you, um, um, for me, that's the best. Well, that's the consistent uh, theme that I've seen with successful athletes, 100%. Yeah, and it does map over to the business world where we, we've got a simple model we use. And I know Nate, who you met earlier, is, is a fan of this one. And, and, and the acronym's TTPP. I don't know if you heard of this. So, see, I'm not, actually. Right, so, so the two Ts are technical and tactical. They're not the same thing. So your, your, tactical, okay. your technical side is your technical skills training, which you know, you're seeing all the time with you on Instagram. You're grooving, you're grilling it, you're drilling and drilling and drilling, and you're getting that right. Now, the tactical bit is, how do I use that technical skill? Because if mm. I, I got the best punch in the world, if I can't land it, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. If I, can't, if I can't protect myself and I get hit all the time, I could score eight points, but I'm going to concede 15. So that, that, that's the implements. That's the two Ts. And then the two Ps, okay. which are really important, is the psychological bit. So that's what you said. Mm-hmm. Also, the, um, the physiological bit, the S&C. And what I see mm. is, from a business perspective, is that there's a huge emphasis on the technical ability of people to do their job, but mm-hmm. not necessarily the way they're doing the job. So that needs yes. effective management. And never mind the psychological and the, the physiological bit of making sure that they're getting active breaks from the desks, that they can go for a mindfulness walk or whatever it is that helps them mm. re- re-energize, re-ground to come back refreshed. Um, mm. does, that, is, does that TTPP sort of relate to what you were talking about there? 100%. 100%. I mean, um, uh, I really like that. Um, you know, for, I mean, I guess, like I said, the technical for me would be the training, but like the tactical, you know, how, how to apply it in a, a realistic fight situation, you know, um, back to with the physiology and the psychology. No, 100%. I, I, I really, really like that. And um, obviously, kind of what's won this theme um, of um, psychology, um, I do find it kind well, yeah, it, I think it's, it's getting a lot better. But um, when, you know, we get young kids into sport, you know, we focus so much on the uh, the physical uh, side of things, almost like exclusively. You know, if you, if you see the motivation videos about Michael Jordan or great athletes, Robert Federer, it's always focused on the physicality and the training. But, you know, you, you never see um, in these motivation videos uh, MJ or Kobe or whoever you admire sat there um, uh, with either his, his, uh, his, his psychologist or, or, or reading or, or developing his mind. And I think... Um, it's such a a massive opportunity for anyone that wants to get uh, uh, a leg up or um, uh, um, uh, a, a level up is to um, uh, focus uh, on that side of things. I have to do a quick shout out 
one of um, the one of the persons that really changed my attitude towards uh, the mental side of things was Dr. Steve Peters and his um, his chimp management uh, model. So um, I guess for a, a deeper understanding of uh, some of the principles I'm talking about, I'd recommend um, looking up some of that material to anyone listening. I think as I think as humans as well, when we're having difficult times, and this will probably resonate with you as well, is that we're confused, we're dazed, we're not sure what's going on. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we don't want the solutions. What we want to know is explain to me what's going on. Why mm-hmm. am I feeling this way? Why am I having these thought patterns? Because if I then understand it, I can then do something about it. And I think that's mm-hmm. the difference sometimes where you can have people that try and solve the problem for you, which is not, isn't always great for the long term in terms of learning. Um, yeah. Or there's, there's the better people, which, you know, the likes of Steve Peters there and your psychologist within, within GB um, are there to educate you as well as part of that journey, isn't it? Rather than just thinking about the outcome, it's about ensuring we're empowering and, and ensuring people can learn for themselves. Absolutely. Well, everything's in the learning, like you said, because ultimately you have to do the work. Um, you could, I don't know, I don't care if it's any good, it could be Tony Robbins, whatever, you still have to do the work. Um, uh, so I think um, uh, absolutely the best educators are the ones that empower their uh, students to really think for themselves and relate the principles to themselves in their own lives. Um, otherwise, uh, you're just um, you're intellectually stimulating yourself, but you're actually not doing anything with the information. So I did, um, I did read up when I was doing a little bit of research that one of the unknown facts about you is that you're a bit of a bookworm. Bookworm, you like reading. <laughs> yeah, true? I do actually, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Um, I do like reading. That's been one of the, uh, I guess, uh, benefits I've been able to take out in quarantine. I've been able to um, uh, do, a, do a bit more reading than I uh, normally would. So yeah, uh, I do like books, absolutely. What, ty- what type of things are you reading at the moment? Um, I, I like... Um, uh, I do like a lot of success um, um, books. So, um, you know, any works by like Napoleon Hill. Um, I was reading um, some, uh, um, in fact, you know, the rapper 50 Cent, he wrote out a book just recently. So I, I just read that uh, most recently. Um, I think when I was younger, I was more into um, fiction and novels um, on that stuff. But as I've gotten older, I've, um, I'm uh, more into uh, more into nonfiction. Uh, so, yeah, but I, I tend to, um, uh, I guess what, what do you call it self-help those kind of books I, I tend to um, uh, read those kind of books I don't know if that's the yes personal uh, development isn't it because sometimes I think personal read, development sounds yeah, a lot better <laughs> yeah 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 and they can be they can be self-help or can't they and I think sometimes when you you read them you're thinking yeah I know that I'm already doing it that, that's, that gives you a bit of confidence mm. doesn't it and then you go right I didn't know that that could work for me I'll give it a go I think as well what um, I think is uh, really good about reading is uh, um, you, you can read about principles and uh, usually have, uh, there's examples that you can kind of relate to. Um, uh, so I think that's definitely even the best thing about reading. Is if you're reading autobiographies about, you know, uh, great women or great men that you might admire, um, uh, it's, you can uh, kind of draw from their experience also. So that's definitely something um, uh, that was big for me. Uh, when I was first, you know, hoping to get into the GB, um, uh, Team GB, you know, I, I'd read Michael Johnson's books and I admired him a lot. Uh, you know, uh, Seb Cole, Muhammad Ali, uh, you know, so I, Sugar Ray Leonard. So I used to read about all the, um, all these people that I aspire to be like. And, um, there's patterns. Like I said, um, success leaves, um, uh, you know, it, it, 
it leaves a blueprint. Um, so the more I read about people that had excelled in the field that I went to excel in, um, uh, the more I felt like I could uh, relate to them and the more lessons I could learn. And uh, the more those like principles like consistency become more and more apparent. So yeah, absolutely a big fan of reading. Yeah, no, and, and all my reading has, has proven that as well and, and spending time around mm. successful people that it is a process. You've just got to work out what process works best for you. Absolutely. Uh, and that's why I really like what you said there about that blueprint. So talk about your learning then. So how does, you know, you preparing to go into London 2012 and then go into that experience, going through the experience of Rio, how does that compare to how you are right now? I think um, I'm going into this next, um, uh, into Tokyo, this next games. What have, what have I, what is the most different? I think more than anything, I've learned um, about myself, really. So um, as you just kind of mentioned, I know what works for me and what necessarily doesn't work for me. I know uh, because I'm open and honest with myself, I know what characteristics, I, what natural characteristics I have, which are negative and, and, and obviously which ones are positive as well. And so I try and des- uh, de- um, design a um, like a schedule or a system around that and there's certain things um, I do or stay away from because I, I know they're not for me so I think more than anything um, uh, um, uh, I just have a greater understanding of myself and um, and what works for me and you know almost like how much training I have to do to get to a certain point and so I, I just more than anything I just feel like I'm more in tune with my mind and body and um you know having that knowledge of self uh it it takes it takes time it takes it it takes some um, experience you have to go through those um those hard moments obviously losing um in london uh you know was tough but losing in rio in the last second uh was very tough as well so um i just feel like i'm a uh, a tougher um, um, more in tune per, um, athlete. Uh, I know what works and I know what doesn't work. I feel like I, um, uh, and I, well, well, I should say, I know what works for me and I know what doesn't work for me. So I'll say, as simple as that sounds, that's probably the most valuable, um, um, uh, thing for me, uh, what has been the most valuable thing for me this cycle and what I believe is going to take me to the top of the podium next year. Yeah, we'll come on to that in a minute. So we may as well jump in. Claire's asked the question there in terms of what's your process for sort of dealing with um, not winning, even though you've done everything you possibly can. So, so what's your process there? Well, when you've done everything you possibly can, um, it's actually not that difficult because it's like, okay, I did my absolute best. I did my absolute best. The when you have a, um, uh, it's hard and it's um. Uh, uh, it's a tough pill to swallow and it's really difficult when um, you leave uh, the ring knowing, man, there's more I could have done in there. Or, man, what if I didn't skip that? If, what if I didn't skip that train? Or, I knew I should have watched those. I knew I should have studied that extra opponent. You know, so that's when regret comes and that's when um, um, uh, it's tougher to deal with. But um, if you ask for a process, um, uh, it looks like you know, the day of, if it's not gone my way, it is what it is, um, and that comes from the confidence of knowing that I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it right, and I think that confidence comes from 
because afterwards, win or lose, I, I watched the fight. So I studied the fight. I watched the, um, um, uh, you know, the, the mistakes um, or the areas I could improve, I should say, and the things I did really well. And um, I've been very, very, very lucky where every time I've lost, it's been because of something that I could have done better. So I've never really, even the times where I've lost and I'm thinking, oh man, I've given it, I gave my preparation, everything, my, I did the best I could in that situation. Um, uh, you know, if I catch a loss, it's, it's, um, there's something I could have done to improve. So there's always another level to go. So if there is a process, that's what it is. Um, you know, it's, uh, yeah, it never stops. It never stops. It is a, um, it's an, it's an ongoing process. That's why that principle of consistency is, I believe, the most important uh, principle because it keeps on going. It keeps on going. And um, I remember after the Olympics, you know, I lost in the last second what felt like a absolute disaster, uh, you know, for a few minutes, like, but, you know, you know, it felt like the world was coming in. The next day, the sun rose at 5 a.m. as normal. So what I'm saying is, hey, life goes on. So if I have a process, it's like, hey, get over yourself. You know, this is... It is what it is. Life goes on. And, um, I, I never really let myself sink into, you know, a depression or a sadness for, I'll say longer than I feel like half a day because ultimately, um, as, as obsessive as I can get about this sport, I feel like that post, uh, especially after a fight, that clarity, um, win or lose, you realize there's far more important things in life. There's more, you know, there's people, uh, 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 you know, losing uh, a, a gold medal uh, and what feels like, oh, that was so cruel. Is in the last second, you know, that's cruel, but is it more cruel than you know, the girl in India that's looking for her next uh, meal or hasn't eaten for uh, for 10 days? So I'm not, I, I think you have to have balance also. You have to just uh, realize, hey, sometimes you just need to get over yourself. This, this is massive for you and this is huge uh, in your life, but in the grand scheme of things, there's, there's more important things going on in the world. So that's why I'm just able to bring it kind of right back down to earth. And it's always a simple uh, process. Okay. Um, uh, I could have improved it there, but technique there didn't work. So I should have done this next time. We'll do that and I'll get him. So, so it's just, you, you can't afford to, um, you know, go into despair because you're in the wrong, you're in the wrong profession. Hey, we got we got another fight in um, in eight weeks. We got to get back to work. So, uh, and I think that's the best attitude to have. You know, you, there's always going to be losses along the way. There's always going to be losses along the way. They say you just got to keep bouncing back, keep bouncing back. And um, yeah, so uh, if if there is a process, I would say I don't know if it's a process, but it's more of a mindset. Yeah, but what I was getting from it was, you know, you are consistent in terms of your analysis of your performance. So there's oh, always absolutely. something absolutely. always something you could have done better. So that's 100%. a really powerful message around reflecting on your own performance. So, you know, it doesn't get to the point where this guy was just too good for me. It's a case of, well, actually, you know, I dropped my arm there, or I took a backward step, or my body position was quite wrong. or So, right, I, I need to be aware of that. And if that happens again, I'm aware of it, you know? So... Um, one hundred percent, one hundred percent, and that's actually um, a, you know a principle that obviously I've developed just from years of doing it. But that is um, uh, something that I um, uh, I feel like I gained from Michael Johnson, the great um, 
200 and 400 meter runner, one of my sporting um, idols growing up. I used to love uh, watching him in his golden shoes tearing up the track. <laughs> but um, uh, I remember when I read his book, when he broke the world record, um, it was a great world record, and he spoke about the race and he said, I stumbled on the third step. I stumbled on the third step and um, he wondered, like, you know, if I hadn't done that, I could have run even faster. So I think as a little boy reading that, that taught me that even when you run a, a, a what seems like a perfect race or a perfect performance to spectators, you demolish the world record. Michael knew that there was room for improvement. So there's always room for improvement. So I think that's just my attitude to everything. Yeah, and I think that ties in really nice because actually you, you sparked a memory in me there that actually... I didn't know it at the time, but one of the first ever personal development books I must have read was I was about 11 or 12, and it was Michael Johnson's Slaying the Dragon. Yes, and, love that book. What amazing, yeah. And there's probably loads of people on the call going, oh, never heard of it. But it's, uh, yeah. it's one of the first ones, and it, and it links quite nicely with Steve Peters' Chimp Paradox. He's talking about, you know, get that monkey off your shoulder, get that dragon off your back that's holding you back, because mm. until you deal with that and you want to improve, it's always going to be that anchor holding you back. And um, I really like the way he talked about how he, he's a really successful businessman too, but he's took the same oh, yeah. same principles in, into business, mindset, performance, analysis, and go, you know? Absolutely, absolutely. And um, like you said, the, um, I think there's a reason why people like Michael Johnson have uh, emulated his success in business. There's a reason why Magic Johnson and certain super, super elite athletes, Michael Jordan, Kobe, obviously, uh, rest in peace, um, Kobe Bryant, why they're able to make that transition to another career and still be super successful because of those principles. Um, it's uh, whether it's sport, whether it's business. I believe, uh, I believe, um, uh, it's your principles which is what's going to give you success. Yeah, and and before we, well, let's not talk about Michael Johnson and the Last Dance because I'm, sure, I'm <laughs> sure you've watched that. The other thing you talked <laughs> about was dealing dealing with it the day after, or it only lasts half a day, and I think. It, what's really important with dealing with maybe a setback rather than failure is mm. it's that perspective, isn't it? You understand that actually, if if I'm if I'm going to go and you know just stay in bed for two or three days, upset, I'm losing two or three days worth of training. Mm. Mm. So, absolutely, absolutely. Well, even if it's not training, you're losing two or three days of um of a uh, of life, <laughs> just being normal of life, yeah, of life, and um yeah, and that's why I think it's always important. Uh, you know, just bring it right back down to earth as this is, you know, as important as this is, uh, as big as this is in my brain right now, ultimately, come on, it's just kicking and punching. So just, you know, chill out. No, yeah. no seriously, I mean, there's a time to be obsessively focused and there's a time just to um, um, uh, see, just kind of rein things in a bit and just um, uh, remember uh, what is most important in life. So, Absolutely, absolutely. I've never been one to, you know, um, uh, uh, I guess, um, uh, well, maybe I should say I've been fortunate to never uh, go into a depression or a very sad period, um, even though I've had some, um, some, some tough moments in my career. I've been able to um, uh, bounce back from those setbacks, like you said, um, extremely quickly because, um, and I think that's the reason why. So it sounds to me, and, and I, I would predict this, I don't know, but obviously your father's been very instrumental in terms of getting you involved in the sport and supporting you. Oh, absolutely, He's yes. still on the pads now. Was, <laughs> yeah. was it a lot about ingraining that work ethic in you, you know, and that groundedness to be able to kick on and improve? Was that part of, you know, your family upbringing? 
Yes, definitely, definitely. I think um, I was raised in a family where um, I was taught the value of um, hard work. Um, um, and also, I feel like I am who I am because I was raised in a family where um, I was taught that, to be very frank, you know, coming first or being a winner is better than anything else. So um, it was always my attitude when I decided that I was going to, you know, take professional sports very seriously that if I'm in it, well, heck, I'm in it to win it. So um, uh, and that's why one of the first things I really did was study great champions from the past, not just in my sport, but from all other sports um, and, you know, uh, would have been current champions at the time. So um, I, um, absolutely, absolutely. My, my family upbringing has been you know, hugely instrumental in um, how I approach my life. And then part of those values, I mean, if we, if we jump forward from obviously your upbringing to let's go to Rio and, you know, the interview at the end, you were obviously distraught, you were emotional, you were disappointed. But I think what really allowed you to connect with a lot of people was your honesty. Because mm. sometimes these professionals, let's, let's, let's call it professionals, just put a straight face on, you know, see what boxing and they just march straight out of the arena. You know, mm. and they'll do it behind closed doors. Yours was just open and going, man, this is brutal. You know, I've just lost in the last second. I'm not happy. Yeah. I don't know what to say. But from my perspective, as a, performance, as a performance coach, sorry, I was just going, that's brilliant that he's releasing that. Because that mm. was the way then. Yeah, you, you, I think you're absolutely right. Um, obviously, you don't plan uh, for things to happen that way. It just happened. And what you mentioned about the... Um, the way, uh, you know, the BBC, where they, the stand was literally, um, 10 yards away from the ring. So what you saw or what everybody saw was the absolute raw emotion, um, of about, I would guess, you know, uh, 45 seconds to a minute, 45 to 90 seconds after it literally had just happened. So, um, but, where you're also right is, uh, I think why I was able to, you know, bounce back so quickly and, um, look at it, look at it so ra- rationally for what it was so quickly was because I got that emotion now straight away. So in a way, um, it was an absolute blessing that, um, it happened the way it happened because, um, who knows? I like to think I missed the positive, but maybe I'll still be grumpy now if it hadn't been for that interview. <laughs> I doubt it though. <laughs> but I think what stood out for me is that, you know, Team GB is, let's be honest, has been ridiculously successful at the Olympics. And oh, it's mad. It's as, crazy. As the British public, though, we're used to seeing people coming home, your Heathrow medals, going home, bus stops. What we very rarely see is the reality of the ones that don't win gold. And I mm-hmm. think your powerful interview at that moment brought that home, you know, that not everybody's winning gold out there. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, you know, and, and, and that is just life. That is life. I mean, I think um, always, try, you know, always try to be number one, try to do the best. And, you know, if it doesn't, um, uh, if it doesn't go your way, you just have to, um, you have to accept it. And, um, yeah, I think um, the reason why, I think that's why that interview uh, resonated so much because it's, um, it's, it's reality. You don't always get the promotion, you know. <laughs> You know, you know, you, your relationships aren't always fantastic. Things, things go wrong. Sometimes in the last second. So it's like, um, uh, it's, uh, it's, it's life. And I feel that's what 
people were able to resonate with. And I just feel, um, I would say, you know, very grateful and I feel very blessed that um, not everybody in life, when they fail, they, um, um, uh, you know, come back home to, you know, what feels like tens of thousands of people um, are showing their support. Uh, and, you know, that is definitely also, um, I guess, something that fuels um, um, uh, me also is, um, uh, you know, it, it, to, to, com- to complete uh, the set and, uh, and win gold next year would be amazing for me, but I think it would uh, also be, a, uh, you know, a great moment um, after that, after how the final went last time, um, uh, you know, for, for, for all the spectators as well. So, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That'd be amazing. And before we come on to um, some of the questions that are coming and, and the guys that are on the sure. call that emailed me this morning, I have got them and I will, I will present them shortly. So let's, let's, let's fast forward then. So let's talk about, you know, it's basically four years now, isn't it? Since, since yeah. that final, which is crazy. Talk to us mm. a little bit about how that four years has gone, form, training, you know, obviously COVID hitting, uh, Tokyo slipping back potentially 12 months because we haven't got a fixed date yet. How, how's the last four years since that moment been for you? Well, from a, um, uh, a Taekwondo uh, perspective, um, it hasn't been uh, as smooth as I think you would. I would have liked it. I think I would have uh, envisioned bouncing back from uh, Rio and starting to dominate straight away. Um, I came back with that intention, but, um, unfortunately, you know, I ran into, you know, some injuries, injuries that, which kept me out for months at a time, which is, um, which has been unfortunate that it happened. But, um, the positive is it, uh, it made me extremely aware of some of the weaknesses I had in my physiology, in, uh, in my body. You know, there's, um, there's muscles I needed to strengthen, uh, to, you know, you got to find, okay, well, why are these injuries happening? And, um, that's, uh, you kind of start that process again. And I'm at a point now where I, uh, you know, I feel stronger than I've ever been. And, um, uh, I'm very excited. And ironically, um, um, who knows if I hadn't had the injury, maybe I wouldn't have got, um, uh, got to where I am now. So I don't have any regrets. Um, um, I, um, uh, but I'm at a stage now where I'm extremely confident about, um, uh, about next year and, you know, the opportunity that's in front of me. Um, I just came off a big win in the French Open, um, uh, where, uh, although I didn't compete at the World Championships due to injury, I was, you know, I fought and beat, um, uh, two of the medalists. So, uh, where I'm, I'm confident, uh, uh where I am and, uh, very confident about where I'm going. So, you know, this cycle um, has been, I guess, an injury cycle, but I believe that uh, I'm literally in the right place, you know, right on time, right on time. And, uh, you know, that's, I've had, you know, I've, I've had a great team around me and I've been able to, you know, draw on a lot of experience. And yeah, I'm at, I'm at a point now where uh, I'm ready. So <laughs> bring it on, bring it on. And another year to prepare. So look out. Absolutely, absolutely, and like I said, you always got to just look at the um, um, uh, the, uh, the positives for every situation you're in. So, like I said, having a, having an extra year to prepare, there's no athlete on the planet that's going to complain about uh, that. So, um, as soon as we can, 
you know, I guess get back to full training. Hopefully, um, uh, when I'm, uh, this blows over, if it does blow over, <laughs> uh, we can get back to uh, international flights and tournaments. And, uh, yeah, hopefully it is just a 12 month, um, uh, suspension for the Olympics so we can get it on next year. Cause, uh, yeah, next year is going to be a bumper year for sport. My Lord. It's going to be crazy, so, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All capped off by that gold medal. Absolutely. <laughs> um, let's jump on to some of the questions then. So David's put one in the sure. chat. He was saying um, or asking, do you ever struggle with motivation? Um, yes, absolutely. But um, uh, I'm not really bothered about motivation. Motivation is is fleeting. You know, we we mentioned in our talk, um, you can be motivated. Something can happen. You can be motivated for... Um, uh, 20 days and you can burn out. So motivation, uh, um, must have to learn the hard way isn't really, um, uh, that important. Your principles are. So the, the, the consistent things that I do, um, uh, without fail, no matter what, um, uh, that's, that's what's gonna, um, uh, get me through whether I'm motivated or not. Cause some mornings, uh, do I want to get up and, you know, fight another heavyweight uh, and take blows of course not uh, you know that would be um uh, i'll be a little bit insane if i <laughs> if i enjoyed every aspect of the training i definitely don't want to go on some of the runs i don't uh, want to do the can uh, uh some of the conditioning i dare say you know after um almost uh, nine years in an elite program um uh, you kind of have seen it all <laughs> so, so uh, not not everything you do is going to be super exciting, and you're going to be super motivated for. But um, uh, when you stick to your, but um, if you commit to principles, and I use that word commit, uh, when you commit to something, that's when no matter what you're going to do it because uh, you know what the end result will be if you do do it. And because uh, I'm committed to become an Olympic champion, come. Whatever, whatever it is, uh, you know, I'm going to be where I need to be. So, um, yeah, motivation, I wouldn't even focus on motivation. If you're motivated, amazing. That's great. But ultimately, feelings don't matter. You might not, you know, you, you might, there's going to be, comp I've been at competitions where I've not been the most motivated. You know, it's a small tournament. It's not the Olympics. You know, am I as excited as I would be for the Olympics? No. But, uh, without, if I don't get through this, uh, this, uh, small level tournament, I'm not going to make it to the Olympics. So you just have to, um, uh, you just have to keep chipping away and, uh, commit to something. When you, when, when you commit to something, you won't have to worry about motivation. It's a topic that's come up every single time is, you know, motivation comes and goes and that's fine. You've got to accept that because it's emotional, but mm. you're either committed or you're not. If you're committed to your exactly. goal, you'll find a way. If you're not committed Absolutely. to your goal, you've got to ask yourself, is it the right goal? Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. You know, um, there's, 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 there's going to be plenty of days where the motivation isn't there. And like I said, ironically, there'll even be, um, uh, performance days where you, you won't be as motivated. Some, but sometimes you can't even explain it. You just know, I'm, um, uh, you know, you may not feel like you have the dreams, but you just have to rein it back in. Okay. Feelings don't matter. I'm here. I'm committed to my job. I'm going to take this one step at a time. Boom, boom, boom. And you just get it done. You get it done. Yeah. And I think the follow-up question there was um, around, does having these big goals help you stay motivated? But I think you've answered that already in terms of, well, 
I'm just committed to those events. I'm committed to those games. So, you know, I'll just crack mm. on and get it done because I know where I'm going. I would say, though, if you want to, um, uh, if, to, to commit to something, I would definitely suggest um, setting big, big, massive goals. I think the bigger the goal is, um, the more you're going to have that initial excitement. I think you almost want to have a goal where you semi-doubt yourself a little bit, like, yo, can I really do that? And once you've got goals like that, then, you know, that's when you want that, that inner voice to be like, yeah, I can do it. And I'm going to do it to prove myself right. Because ultimately, um, as much as I think it's good to, um, uh, you know, impress other people or do, um, uh, you know, do some great, great things like that, you shouldn't really be looking for other people's validation. All your goals should be self self-motivated. And I use that word, uh, and I think that's the only way you should uh, use the word motivation. It has to come from within. So, um, you know, set big goals and prove yourself right. Proving other people wrong is great, but proving yourself right is even better. Yeah, great point. We really like that. And I think that psychology feeds into the next question as well, because um, Dominic emailed earlier, and he was just wondering mm. if you're familiar with the work of um, uh, Lenny, Lenny Bassam from, from the mental approach from going silver to gold. No, I'm, I'm no. not. I'm not. So I'm guessing, yeah, I'm guessing he's, um, I'm guessing he's making a recommendation there because he's obviously walked the walk the walk you've done. So um, he he was talking I'll, about I'll that. I'll definitely, I'll jot his name down and I'll look him up. Thank you very much. <laughs> from a from a day to day perspective, and Greg was asking about you know what times you start training, how often do you train, how many sessions are you doing per week, and stuff like that. Just to just for them to a benchmark off, I suppose. Oh sure, sure, sure. Well, um, on a uh, a regular training day outside of this <laughs> corona uh, period uh, it would normally look like um, I say getting up uh, for um, say 7.30 um, uh, because I want to be at the gym for about uh, 20 past 8 then um, I'm going to do a like kind of an individual kind of functional warm up if I need to see the physios for anything uh, we'll get going then with um, uh, uh, then a train take on from about nine till 11. Sometimes, um, sometimes a bit longer depending on what phase we're in. Uh, then we'll have a break in that break time. That's a great time. If you need to catch your nutritionist, your psychologist or any other, uh, performance analysis, a member of your support staff, you know, so you want to get those meetings in if you can there. Then you, um, after that, you come back again for, um, two for strength conditioning. And strength and conditioning for a take on an athlete can look like plyometrics, Olympic lifts, um, uh, you know, um, uh, pr- pretty much anything you can imagine. Take one of those quite a, um, a versatile sport where, you know, uh, uh, being, being, a, being a, a good athlete in every area is only going to benefit you. So we have kind of a broad approach to strength and conditioning. It's quite individualized. And uh, then after that, uh, the focus becomes on recovery. So uh, we're very blessed that GB Take Pondo to have um, a contrast balls on site. We used to have to go somewhere else, so we got that on site. So um, I'll hop into the jacuzzi for um, uh, for 15 minutes. I might get in the cold bath for about 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I, I I bring my physio with me because he makes he makes sure I do the uh, the cold bath because. Uh, Oh no, I'm not. I don't know. I've got that. See, I've got that tropical complexion. So, <laughs> I, 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 not, this kind of weather here, this, this is great for me. You know, the other one is, you know, it's a bit hit and miss. So, but, 
uh, <laughs> there's a lot of benefit in cryotherapy. So um, I make sure I get my recovery in. And um, yeah, uh, then, uh, you know, re repeat um, uh, for the next day. Let me just say this one thing. Any young athletes, uh, if you're on this call or if you know someone that's a young athlete, the earlier you start to prioritize your recovery, the better your career is going to be and the longer your career is going to be. Hey, look, man, I know you like to stay out till 3 a.m. playing Fortnite, uh, eating whatever you want, but the sooner you start to take care of your recovery, make sure you get you getting enough sleep, making sure you do the stuff that, um, your, you know, your physio rehab, uh, the cryotherapy and all that, because I sometimes like used to like to skip some of those things when I was younger, but the earlier you get on top of that, the earlier, the more professional, the earlier you become a full professional. Just taking care of every aspect, not just your training, but your recovery, and um, uh, you, you, you'll have a, a great career. <laughs> well, it's, it's, well, it's a game changer, isn't it? I think once you start realizing that recovery, it isn't recovery; it's part of your program. It's absolutely. It's, it's more sometimes more important than your training because you don't actually get fit by training; you get fit by resting, recovery, so you can go again. It's that consistency and, piece again. Absolutely, absolutely, definitely to go again and again. And like I said, that's the consistency and that's how uh, winning is done. And the best thing you can do more than anything, if you do nothing else, um, is get sleep, sleep. Invest in a, a good mattress if you can afford it or get yourself uh, and uh, set yourself a bedtime, put your phone down and uh, and commit to going to bed at that time. I'll be real, we're in quarantine. So I've been a little bit naughty with that recently. <laughs> I like to be honest. But uh, when we're in um, uh, regular training, getting that regular sleep is the most, has been the biggest game changer for me. When I was a little bit, uh, you know, uh, maybe when I was just starting out my career as a teenager uh, in Team GB, um, I'd never really been a great sleeper. Uh, so I thought, you know, so I could get, you know, five hours, you know, five and a half hours um, and, um, and, you know, feel great. But um, as I got a little older, as I maybe I started to approach my late twenties, I was, um, uh, you know, I noticed the effects of. Hey man, I feel like if I get even if I get one bad night's sleep, I don't feel as great in the morning. And you may think, okay, what does that mean? But that morning session, you could, um, um, you might not be paying attention as much, get in a situation, your foot's in the wrong position, you might uh, tear your ACL, and that sounds very, very drastic or very dramatic, but. These are real situations that I've literally seen with my own eyes. And um, so um, taking care of your recovery, sleep should be your number one priority as a professional athlete. Um, if, I, if I could go back and give my 19-year-old self one piece of advice specific to sport, I'll say start getting to sleep a little earlier and uh, start sleeping a little longer because, um, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So please the, the, do that. The problem with 18 and 19 year olds is that their parents and they, they're telling them what to do and they're rebelling. So they want to do what they want and you get into your playstations and stuff. So it's hard. I know, I know. But, but it's the Most best Most people advice. will learn the hard way like me, but I'm just saying, if you want to <laughs> listen, um, if you want to acceler accelerate your gains, go to sleep. <laughs> yeah, right then, last few questions. Quick fire round as well, right? Because we're running out of time. Um, awesome. So, so 30 second answers if you can. So sure, um, sure. your most favorite win of all time. European Championships 2012, my first major international medal. And that's the medal that introduced me to the world of Taekwondo fully and properly. Yeah, and, uh, and the rest, as they say, is history. <laughs> are, there any, are there any competitors you're aware of? 
you're constantly aware of? You know, you're fearful of. Well, fearful of? No, I, I, I'm not uh, scared of um, any of my opponents, but uh, I respect them more um, and I study all of them intently. And any interest in MMA? I love mixed martial arts. I'm a huge fan of uh, Bellator and the UFC. Uh, so Dana White, if you're on this call, uh, see my agent Andy and we can uh, sign a contract. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, <laughs> I love MMA. I really, really enjoy it. But right now my focus is, um, uh, is competitive taekwondo. But who knows what the future holds. Okay, and a quick 30 seconds, clear black and white prediction for the future for yourself. I see myself winning the Olympic heavyweight gold medal in 2021 next year. And I believe I'll do it again in 2024. But one gold medal at a time. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> well, it's, it's been amazing chatting to you, mate. You're obviously a really nice guy, grounded, determined and successful. And I'm sure that it's come across like that to everybody else on the call. So on behalf of them, I want to wish you all the success. Um, I'm sure that um, you'll stick to your, your own messages of being committed and, and carrying on that uh, relentless relentless path for success and uh, thank you much for your time and uh, really good on that word relentless read the book Tim Grover uh, obviously I can tell you've read it Um, uh, that was definitely um, I got some life changing principles from that as well so yeah keep reading and keep sleeping and stay in top of your recovery (laughs) if anybody you think that will find this beneficial please tag them into it share along because there was a loads of insightful stuff in there as as, as expected and we're going to have to do this again sometime there's so much we could talk about I would love to. I'd love to. And um, yeah, anytime, anytime. It was a great conversation. Thank you very much. Uh, perfect. Right. Thanks, guys. Thanks so much for your time. We'll see you all next time. Take care. Thank you very much. We hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the P3 podcast. If you'd like to engage further with us, then please come and follow us across all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And of course, follow us on wherever you get your podcasts to be one of the first to be notified of any new content.